Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. Fun Tuesday show today. It's it's not often that we have a, a, a black guy on the show, but we do it to prove that we're not racist. Yeah. To this this month is Ian Edwards. Did you say I said a month? We do it once a month, Ian. You're, this is a special time here, okay? Right, man, your, your intro was totally racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how are you going to prove you're not racist with that type of intro? Well, it's like know. counterproductive. It's Look, only going to get worse today, right, It's Ian. a work in progress, hey, you know what I mean? We're, trying to, we're just trying to navigate life. That's yeah, it. you are walked you, in. Are you? <laughs> 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 Thanks for being here today. You, you walk in, there's a Viking helmet here from J6. We wanted to, to make you feel like you're at home. Uh, but you're from like 90 different places, aren't you? Yeah, I'm what from you, a bunch of different places. What do you call home exactly? Uh, just wherever I'm staying at now. Like Austin? <clears throat> I mean, yeah. For this week, Austin is home. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I love Austin. I'll be here like more than any other place. I come to Austin more times a year than I go to other places combined. For probably. comedy or just for... For comedy and the, the barbecue and shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, dude, he, you're on Rogan all the time too and I feel like mm-hmm. you guys are homies in real life. So yeah, yeah. you're on there a lot so I'm sure you're out here for him. Mm-hmm. Um, how is his place and, uh, and that studio and that whole sitch over there? Uh, I think it's going to be ready soon. You're talking you about the so? comedy club? Yeah, yeah the comedy club. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be ready soon. Like I spoke to... Like the guys who are going to be like the, on the management team and mm. all that, and <clears throat> they said, and they did a tour recently, and it looks like sometime early this year. Okay, cool. I don't want to misspeak, but sometime. Yeah, yeah. Early I, this I year. heard. Okay. I heard sometime in March is the the target date, but you know how it is, man. Yeah, shit well, it's Austin. Austin. I mean, it's been it's, de- it's been delayed a couple of times because of shit outside of their control already. It, well, they tried to fuck him over too. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, there was another property that was like, "Oh, is, is that Rogan? He's got that Rogan money, that Spotify right. deal. Let's jack up the price." Yeah. And I think he told him to go fuck themselves. Yeah, uh, which would which be appropriate. Should. Yeah, fuck yeah, because um, they don't deserve it. But uh, the odd thing is, and we were talking about this on a show earlier this morning, um, with with uh, scripted comedy as far as television and movies go. Uh, that's kind of done now at this point. They just canceled Workaholics last night. Um, there's not a lot. I know you were a writer on a, on a bunch of different shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you write on Blackish? Yeah, I wrote on Blackish. Yeah, that's gone now. Yeah. But um, there's, there's still a ton of scripted TV out there. Yeah, TV. Like on yeah. and, but, but and comedy streaming wise, platforms. Too. Yeah, but comedy, what's out there? Like I just wrote on one. So I wrote on it last year, mm-hmm. early last year. So it's called uh, Survival of the Thickest. <laughs> That's not real. <laughs> See, you guys are like, it's, it's real, it's real talk. It's based on a book by a female comedian named Michelle Buteau. And, uh, that sounds they, familiar. What do I know gonna her be, from? She's been on a bunch of stuff, too. Pull her up, Bob. So it's going to be on Netflix. Okay. So they should be going through the editing process now. All right. Because they shot it towards the end of last year. So weird saying last year. It is, still yeah. Good, no yeah. Sure. yeah. So 
It should be it should be on this year. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. They, they they making comedy shit. Yeah, I, hopefully, dude. Yeah. I just because we saw Workaholics got canceled the movie, the movie. Um, which was fucked. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's a, that's a cheap movie budget wise and, and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've worked <laughs> on some of the coolest shit on the planet. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the reason why I bring it up is it seems like the shift has gone to podcasts and it has gone to stand up, mm-hmm. where there is more and more people who are actually willing to leave their house to right. go and see their favorite comedians all over. Austin is one of those places. Right. Uh, you said you're here all the time. What's the best scene now? Is it Austin or is it, is it still L.A.? Because I think Caroline's just shut down in New York, right? Right. Yeah. But uh, New York has still has a ton of other comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. Like, Caroline shut down. And I think that was like a rent issue. With mm-hmm. the it was. They people. raised the rents. So yeah. They raised the yeah. rent. Yeah. But uh, they also like the raised comedy the roof, side. They raised the roof. Yeah, yeah that's what did. I heard. I can't. The roof got higher there. They've yeah. measured it. I've not been able to confirm that. <laughs> I got my roof guy on. <laughs> yeah, we, we're getting a quote back next week. We'll find out if it's true. Um, but is Austin one of the top cities now? I that, feel I, like it is. Uh, yeah, I do too, because more and more yeah. comedians are rolling through. You don't hear much about Chicago anymore. It used to be big with UCB and all that shit. But yeah. like you don't hear much about their comedy scene anymore. No, I, it, it was weird because it was an improv town for a while. And yeah. then all those guys from SNL were coming out of there. Yeah. And then uh, it kind of switched to theater. Mm. I know it's a big theater town. Like as far as Northwestern <laughs> goes, that's one of the best theater schools in the country. So uh, I'm not really sure. They um, got some other theater schools there. Because my homeboy went to like DePaul or something. Mm. Oh, yeah. DePaul's good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, yeah, listen, man. If it makes you feel better, Austin is killing it right now. Yeah, that's all he wanted. That's yeah. all I, I wanted. I feel like, like he doesn't need validation. You that's want like is. more Austin validation, but I do. Not, <laughs> I not, do. Not, not only is Austin good for comedy, it's taken over as a bachelorette party yeah. uh, destination. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like. It, what was it before? Vegas? Or, or Nashville. Nashville. Nashville was, oh, was yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. You always see women walking around with the, uh, the dick glasses with the little dick straws. And then the balls, the bow, uh, little ball ice cubes. I think we should, speaking of that, we should bring truck nuts back. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, dude. Like how, how what level of insecurity were people at where they needed to put testicles in the back of their truck? They're already jacked up lifted truck. Bro. You know what I mean? That seems pathological. Where, where did they put the balls at? Right on, the, on, like on the, on the uh, trailer hitch. Yeah, on the trailer hitch. And they would they would swing off there. What's a trailer hitch? A uh, trailer hitch is for towing from, boats. From New York. Okay. You don't own a car, do you? Yeah. Do yeah. you? you no, do we Uber it? in New York. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, not yeah, yeah. parking cost you goddamn yeah, much. Yeah, you can't yeah. do it. Uh, so I know what a trailer hitch is. I, I, I live <laughs> in California. Okay, cool. Because you can, you can tow boats, obviously, but you can also mm-hmm. tow a house. And that's big in the South, where you can just pick up and move and then drive your fucking house down to another town and uh-huh. kind of fuck shit up there until somebody yeah. tells you. Or to just get keep out of it there. mobile all the time. They can't charge you with a crime if you don't have an address. That's true, I dude. I think is, that's true. I don't know. Keep it fucking mobile. I haven't read the Constitution, but I think that's in there. It's, I think, yeah, I think it's there. I think it's yeah. uh, maybe Article, what, 1975? Yeah, yeah, 1975. Probably. 1975. Yeah. So, sounds right, guys. I think so. I think we've solved it today. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, mobile, have you been to Mobile, Alabama? That was a terrible segue. I, I went for it, though, today. I went for it. <laughs> no, I never. No, <laughs> no, nah, that doesn't sound like a place that's like, you know, I don't want to stereotype mobile Alabama, but do I have to say anything else? No, no, me not wanting to. I heard exactly they've turned it into Alabama. a nice city and oh, they've yeah. got a nice comedy club and all the things are happening there in Mobile. Right. They, they call it Mobile. 
but it's just spelled mobile. Is, um, that, is that like when Joe Dirt put an E on the end of his name and called himself Dirte? Correct. Yeah. It's the same thing with, with Mobile. Hank it's Aaron like yeah. is from Mobile, Alabama. Sure is. Sure is. So fuck off. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I don't know why. But, but I heard they cleaned it up, and I heard uh, <laughs> uh, there's some towns like Alabama uh, in Alabama that are fun to do stand-up in, but you don't go down there. I mean, I'll go, you know, last time I went to Alabama, I did like, a college there but it was like way before the pandemic and it was fun okay. i think it was it's auburn in alabama i don't want to like yeah piss it is people. yeah, yeah that's is. what i did yeah that's a yeah. fun that's a fun school yeah 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 i did a show there but yeah everything is changing man if you go every town looks the same you know how i used to go to every town and every town had a mall mm-hmm. like every town has like its hipster district yeah and the record shop <clears throat> that you don't know how it's open because who's buying records there yeah and just has like vegan spots and you know the the store with one shirt in the window that costs nine hundred dollars. Like yep. every place is turning into that. No, I assume it's, those it's places are all drug fronts or something, right? It's hopefully, be. hopefully. Yeah. Well, I, I'm a big drug guy. So. Yeah, he's a huge drug yeah. guy. We we love drugs on this show. But, love um, drugs. As far as uh, every place having a hipster place, my wife is back there. We were in Indianapolis a few mm-hmm. years back, and uh, they were like, oh, you got to go to this one little brick t- town street thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, a restaurant where you eat in the dark. Mm. And yeah, then they, they, they play opened up one here in Austin. Did recently, they really? Yeah. That's when you know it's turned into a hipster town where it's, you're just like, like, hey, the, dude, you're eating in the dark and you listen to records. It's sensory deprivation. They put, yeah, yeah, they put uh, vinyl records on. So if the, you have the option of putting on headphones and eating to music, but you're in the dark and you can't see your well, dates. I think that, yeah, as long as you don't have to talk to or look at that bitch across the table from you, then it's going right. to be a good that's, meal. That's right? where the food starts tasting good. Yeah. Like if you're in a relationship with somebody and you, <laughs> and you just have nothing left to talk about or you don't want to hear each other nag each other yeah, yeah. you're like this food tastes fucking excellent yeah. with silence the silence well, how much can i get extra silence yeah. on this whatever i don't know what the fuck i'm eating you gotta be on there? you gotta be delicate proposing that to your uh to your spouse as a place to go right just like, don't say too much yeah. i gave it a soft pitch she's back there uh, mm-hmm. i gave it a soft pitch and she was like no that sounds fucking dumb and yeah i was like of course it does we're not going there i mean they've, no. they've got to like walk you to That's the table you, and shit yeah oh, so you don't bump into yeah. you don't ruin your shins uh, on you, your we should just go in a night vision and yeah. sit there and fucking nods the well, whole time well the hilarious thing is it closed <laughs> relatively early but it was indianapolis right so it's not mm-hmm. getting that fucking wild <laughs> and uh we got to see them turn the lights on because we were at a bar across the street mm-hmm. we got to see them turn the lights on there was only like five or six tables in there uh, and they kept telling you how it was just sold out it was just oh you got to make res you got to make <laughs> reservations way in advance it was like no no you don't there's only six tables in there but i guess how would you see to even serve the food why would you even want to work there like like you said, like the the wait staff is probably wearing night vision. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, it sounds like it's somebody's house, <laughs> so it's their living room with five tables. Yeah, yeah. So it's not if the person lives upstairs, mm-hmm. you know, packed five tables. That's just good business. <clears throat> I used to go to a Chinese restaurant like that in San Francisco. It was just some lady's fucking living room. I'm not even kidding. And they, she had like little fucking, you know, those collapsible poker table things. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. It was that, but the, it was it's the best goddamn food of all time. Oh, right. right. Yeah, we got yeah. sucked into my wife and I got sucked into an Oprah one uh, in Chicago. I'm sorry, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah used to have her favorite places. Oh, I see. Like her list. I thought <laughs> yeah, you meant she was list. running a goddamn restaurant somewhere. Be awesome. I'd go there. But Can you imagine if you were like you sat down at a steakhouse and Oprah showed up as your waitress? You'd be like, I'm sorry, you look exactly. She goes, Oh, I know. I get it all the time. I get it all the time. You get a steak and you get a steak. <laughs> yep. Calm down, Oprah. Showing on the- Just bring me my goddamn steak, Oprah. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I bet your Oprah gets that all the time. Oh yeah. Like you look like Oprah. 
You know? You think so? If she no. just walks into a place. Have you met her? Nah. I haven't met Oprah. She I've seems like she would seen have. Her. She has an aura where you're like, just, it's bigger than life. Bill Clinton's mm-hmm. like that. When he's not like drinking baby blood and shit. You yeah. Know what I mean, he just like, <laughs> people flock to this motherfucker. When she walks it's into the room. Blood, like, yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, excuse dude. me. I yeah. apologize to the fans. <laughs> toddler for blood. For being wrong about toddler blood. But when she walks in, everybody stops and you look and you're like, oh shit, it's fucking Oprah. Like, it's a different human. I feel yeah. like Beyonce's like that. Uh, Gwen Stefani's like that. There's a handful of people where everybody stops and just clutches oh, yeah. their pearls. Randy Quaid, probably. Fuck. If Randy <laughs> Quaid walked in here right now. <laughs> if he walked in, we'd kick you off the show if I'd Randy grab, Quaid walked in, I'd, to be honest. I'd grab. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of people, if they walked in here, you would kick me off the nah, show. So no. Not, no. no. Actually, Quaid, Quaid is a special beast. I've been watching your stand-up for a very long oh, time. Thanks, yeah, it's fucking the deadpan stuff gets me. I love it. Oh, good. It's my yeah. favorite. One of the best in the biz. You've been doing it for how long now? I don't uh, want to give up your age. I know, but me neither. Yeah, me neither. A long I'm not time, do it. though. Yeah, mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah, yeah. But it's been a fun-ass journey, and I just want it to continue to be fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. of all the cool <clears throat> shit you've done, I mean, mm-hmm. dude, you've done, uh, you've worked with uh, Whitney Cummings. Mm-hmm. Um, you did Blackish. Uh-huh. How was Blackish? Did you get to, to hang with uh, the dude from The Matrix, Lawrence Fishburne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes uh, TV shows try to save money. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, even though it's a network show, Blackish, we'd have table reads, mm-hmm. and you'd have guest roles, and they you know hire somebody to do like a guest role to play like the friend of one of the cast members mm-hmm. or a relative that's just visiting. So for the table read, you'd have to pay the person who booked the role to be there for the table read. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, do they yeah. just pay them scale, or is it like I guess it's whatever the, they depends get on who it is. Yeah, right? so it's like say you're gonna shoot that episode that mm-hmm. week. <clears throat> you have the guest. Let's say it's Keanu Reeves. Say it's Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah. So say it's Keanu Reeves, but we don't want to pay him for the two days of shooting and the day of rehearsal and the table read. Mm-hmm. So let's not let's not have them come to the table read. We when you only have to pay them for rehearsal and for the shoot days. Yeah. So guess who's gonna play some of those roles? at the table read the actor writers mm. so as a writer like i'd be in a table read doing scenes with lawrence fishburne oh that's shit. dope yeah, yeah so, awesome. so that was like it's scary and then people when when the, the crew is laughing when you do your lines mm. you're like oh shit yeah, yeah. like i'm, I'm hanging feedback, with lawrence yeah. fishburne or yeah. whoever or whoever was on the cast so sometimes that should be bad for him yeah. he uh, yeah. ride up on his motorcycle every day nah nah have you done any he flew in <laughs> did he really <laughs> nah nah He's a weird guy like that, where it's like he used to live up by me, and I would see he him did. at the grocery store. He was always on a where, motorcycle. Where up by you? Uh, Beachwood Canyon. Oh, so you used to live in L.A.? Yes. Yeah, so yeah okay. I lived in L.A. for a long time, and uh, up in Beachwood Canyon, so that, that Gelson's, that grocery store up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was always there, and he was mm-hmm. always wearing leather chaps. And finally, I just followed him outside one day. Wait, I was, like, was that after he filmed Biker Boys or whatever that movie was? That's what I wanted to did, know. Did he become Wild the Hawks? character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know did he mean? become yeah. the guy? Because you always wonder, eventually, you get old enough, you become the bit, right? Oh, yeah. That right. you are. And so I followed him outside, and I was like, is this just his out- like an outfit choice, or does he really ride? Mm-hmm. And it turns out he really rode motorcycles. Oh, and I was shit. like, oh, shit. All right, cool. But I thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, did Wild Hogs get the best of it? I always wonder about that. <laughs> Wait, he, was in Bi- he played the dad character in Biker Boys, didn't he? With, uh, Ty- was it Tyrese Gibson or some shit? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I- look, he's done all the cool yeah. things, man. There was I like mean- three black biker movies out at the same time. Well, yeah. Not, you, you're, you, and it confused the shit out of me. You're, you're in Hollywood, right? Uh-huh. You, you understand how it works i i don't think it's always bizarre to me like somebody will come up two almost identical movies will come out at the same time yeah. 
explain why that happens i like i know i just want because I, it, it's it's like you option a movie and then you don't like the script so they take their idea somewhere else and do it there and then you have two similar like uh, paul blart mall cop and then the one that Seth Rogen did. They yeah. came out the same year. Yeah. It's the same goddamn movie. It is, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That I've happens seen, all the time. I've seen that. I don't know. And I, that confuses the shit out of me, too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the? How do they know? <clears throat> but I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those things where I think an idea gets hot and then they try to race the, you know, race it through the network and they're mm-hmm. like, all right, great, we, we got this, we got this. So the studio and they're like, all right, great, can we get it out before the? Most of them end up bombing at the same time. We're yeah. just yeah. like, all right, I don't know why you needed to bring great. race into it. To be honest, that's twice a day. By Which the way. one? Which, what did I say? You said race. Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay. We don't even use the word here. Well, I hope not. I'm going <laughs> to no. use race though on the next one because it's one of my faves. Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite. So you yeah. worked on Black Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, gigantic gigantic fan of black dynamite mm. um i actually saw it at a film festival mm-hmm. uh before it came out and holy shit man you're so artsy i know i know well i was doing a movie that was similar at the time and they were like hey dude i think this script is like yours and it was it was making fun of uh b movies in the 70s right. and uh, they just had a bigger budget and god damn it man it was so good dude uh-huh. um i ended up hiring the director for something else because I, I, I loved him and I loved that film uh-huh. and then when they turned it into animated you worked on the animated series yeah. over at uh, was it Adult Swim? Yeah it was Adult Swim yeah. Yeah how was that working with all those guys? Oh it's fun because the showrunner damn why am I blanking on his name this is bad man that's the home it is dude uh, save me you're talking about Google. Byron Byron Menz Scott Sanders was the director and uh, no, he was the, always the, the showrunner for like why am i blanking on black dynamite the cartoon show yeah, yeah. i don't know i didn't like work on I, it. I met byron <laughs> i met byron yeah. byron's like a real martial artist so he was in the room every day LaShawn yeah. thomas maybe. was michael there was, was michael uh, scott sanders or michael I know jai LaShawn. white LaShawn thomas. And, and, and uh michael jai white would come in yep. sometimes he's been on the show before he's been on the show before, he's great yeah, yeah he's yeah. a great dude <laughs> yeah. yeah he's an all-around cool motherfucker oh yeah for sure yeah he's a little too cool it's suspicious to me how cool yeah. he is, to be honest. It's, I mean, he's a martial artist. Sure, that's yeah, yeah. the thing. And I don't trust people like that, man. When you're that into it. Like, Giorgio's a wrestler here. Is Giorgio over there? Is he rolling around somewhere? He's somewhere. He's somewhere <laughs> rolling he's, around. He's a wrestler, but he, he's not as big as Michael, where you're uh-huh. just like, all right, cool. With Michael, you're like, oh, shit. You don't eat any carbs ever. And, and like, you live that life. If somebody came through the fucking door, there's no guns in that guy's household. Uh-huh. He's going after he them the with his beer. Yeah, he is. It. Like, he that, is the he's gun. the dude. Yeah. Um, and that's the only thing. That's what I don't trust about it. Where if your your life is dedicated to that, he's like a. You know what he's like? He's like a hood monk. You know, that's like, a good description. You know, like how yeah. Shaolin monks yeah. be like just in the what? What do they call the place that the monks be at? The Taj Mahal, some the, shit. Yeah, there you go. No, that's yeah, probably not yeah. it. The monastery. Play the yeah, entire uh, Wu Tang <laughs> album, uh, the first one, and uh, yeah, <laughs> is that part of it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did give some good advice about protecting your neck. Yeah, I remember that. Shaolin yeah. Yeah. Grill. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. cream dollar. Yeah. A lot of like yeah. for for hip hop, a lot of very practical advice mm-hmm. that applies to pretty much everybody. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Wu-Tang Financial, obviously, from Chappelle's show. Obviously. Yeah. 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 Uh, Diversify your bonds and all that. Um, But that show was dope. Uh, What Mm -hmm. was your experience like on that? It was just fun, Mm. man. Like, I've written with a bunch of people who were writers on that show before, and the showrunner whose name I can't remember. Yeah, you can't remember it. It's terrible. And uh, That's Ian Edwards, guys, uh, in case anybody from Hollywood South are watching. Hey, man, you said I've been doing this a long time. I'm getting older. Shit be, names be, (laughs) you know, I don't know. Was it? Uh, uh, 
Hold on. Showrunner. Scott Sanders. He's the homie, too. This is so crazy. It's not Scott. Ars Nova, John Steingart, Carl Jones. Those are all Carl Jones. Carl, Carl Jones. Jones. Carl Jones. Carl Jones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, hey, Carl, he got it on the fifth try. All right. <laughs> I got it on him, him reading the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. your fault. Read his name first. Yeah, you should have. You made me look bad, bro. Well, it goes alphabetical, <laughs> dude. Nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Uh, but it was fun. Like all those guys are fun in real life because uh, Michael's yeah. been on the show once, and he was a he was a great guest and a great mm-hmm. dude. Um, and I know Scotts, but uh, I just wanted the rest of it because when you're working on something like that, it it's so fucking funny that you're just like it's animated, so you mm. can kind of just do whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was uh, William Street too. Those guys are fucking lunatics. It's the same production company from Aqua Teen Hunger Force mm-hmm. and Squid Billies and all these insane shows. Yeah. Like you got to be. You've got to be on drugs, I think, to think of these things. Well, were you on drugs when you were writing for it? You had to be, right? Nah, I got on drugs after. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. To, to for the last OG? Just... For the last OG? <laughs> <laughs> to work with Tracy Morgan, you got to be on drugs, right? <laughs> the funny thing about the last OG, like, I did that from my living room. No shit? During, really? Yeah, it was right the after bullshit, COVID. Yeah. The, the season I did was right after COVID. So you just had these Zoom writer's rooms where you just log in <laughs> I, you just wake up yeah i'd come downstairs i wash my face come downstairs yeah and make some tea and log in and we just start writing over zoom like that like the whole time all day long yeah how was it was it was it odd Nah, i like not jumping in la traffic mm, no shit. and murdering people on the <laughs> way to work and i and like not you know wanting to murder people on the way to work and just log in do the job and then take a break for lunch and then log back in and then finish the, up the evening and then you're just home. You don't have to drive home. You're just there. Well, are you single? Do you have kids or wife or no, anything? I'm single. I'm okay. single. Yeah, so yeah. that's probably why. Right. So anybody with kids <laughs> in a family. I'm trying to get the fuck out of there. Dude, yeah. whenever I hear kids in a background on a Zoom call, uh-huh. I was like, I, it's not necessary. I didn't need to see you today. Mm-hmm. Like you can just turn the goddamn picture off. Um, and one time I did like shit. I was on a call two days ago, and I'm in the car, and I didn't have time to flip over to the camera and all that shit. Uh-huh. And I just said, "Look, it's great not to see everybody here today because I don't think it's fucking necessary anymore." Um, so I'm, I'm sure the people with kids were like, "Hey, this is not so fun." But for you, you're like, "Yeah, fuck it. I can smoke weed and turn off the camera, and then kind of come back on and do whatever I need to do." Yeah, I'll just take a gummy. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and then you're good to go. Uh, you also worked on the Carmichael show. How was that? How was uh, Gerard? Oh, that was good. That that was before Gerard came out. It was, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So, did you think I he was gay? Nah, I didn't either. Yeah, I, I have no gaydar. Uh, you, you, yeah. I can't tell. You have to just tell me straight up. He was a wild one. I didn't expect it either. <laughs> uh, but the reason I bring him up is he's hosting. He's hosting the, the uh, Golden Globes tonight. Yeah. Oh, it's tonight. It's tonight. Right, I gotta check that out. Yeah, it's on a Tuesday, which is weird. <laughs> um, but they didn't want to go up against the NFL, which uh, oh. which is smart. Ratings are too big for for nfl these days mm-hmm. so they're like fuck that let's, does anybody let's watch the Tuesday. award shows anyways anymore you know I, and that's what i wanted to ask you about is the is, golden globes they get drunk yes so that's the, that's a different one, and they right? usually try to hire an edgy or mm. comedian he right. certainly fits that bill right what do you expect out of somebody like him for tonight because he clearly didn't give a fuck at the emmys did you watch that Nah. He came shirtless with a fucking mink on when was this uh five months yeah, ago bob is. pull up a gerard Carmichael, it's uh, at oh, the shit. Emmys. Gerard is really. Uh... Oh, dude, he hopped on stage like that. I mean, he if did? there was any question, and about... what did he do? Give out an award or something? No, no, he host. won. 
Or yeah, no, he, yeah, won, he won. He won, yeah, he won for, for, for Rock Fanya. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so pop this up, Bob, for the audience here, because this was wild as shit. Yeah. So he get, that's how he shows up. I mean, that's a very Vin Diesel from the original Triple uh, X kind of situation, right there, right? Or an MTV Movie Awards like uh, like a VMA outfits, mm. and he just said, "Fuck it," so I'm going like this. Is there a comic or a musician now? That's that, like a, that's the thing. That's a musician vibe. That's uh, that's a bit of that's a look for a, uh, a comic yeah it's different i'm gonna ask you guys for a name again mm, go ahead go ahead who's the guy that uh atlanta uh, donald, donald glover. glover that's that's straight donald glover right yeah. that's some yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, it is some donald glover shit um well maybe he's making beats too you don't know he may be yeah it might I mean, be dude with that outfit then you, he should be yeah well i don't know i don't know he's gay so you can get away with a lot yeah, more you can do whatever right? you want he can frank yeah. ocean this shit yeah. and and do whatever you want <laughs> but uh he hops up on stage got the award and then he just said, uh, I don't want to be a downer, but <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and get the fuck out of here. And so, no lie, he got he walked off the stage, mm-hmm. and then there was a, an exit door, and he just walked right out of the building, and then you never saw him the rest of the show. That yeah, was that's it. That's funny. He stayed for his award, got it, and then walked the fuck off stage and out into a parking lot. And by all accounts, nobody saw him at a party later or anything else. He just bounced and went somewhere. What's his story like in, in real life? Because I watched his stand-up mm-hmm. as he was on the come-up. And I'd never seen anything like it. Like, the mm-hmm. delivery was super fucking weird. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he didn't care about the audience. I enjoyed it because mm-hmm. I'd never seen anything like it before. Mm-hmm. And they said he was going to be the next big guy. And this was probably seven or eight years ago that I watched right. him. What's his story in real life? Is it a bit or is that just him? Nah, I think it's... So, first of all, let's say one thing about this picture. It's a crime to have a coat like that. And just not hang out later on that night. And yeah. Yes. That's like a waste of money. Yeah. So Gerard, that's that's bad. That's like wasting your food. Like you, you gotta <laughs> you gotta flex all night in that jacket. You gotta there, go to the after party. That's in, bullshit. There's children in China that don't yeah. have mink coats to wear. You yeah. understand? No, my kids don't have mink yeah, coats. What the fuck? Man? There's people in there's kids in Africa that if they had that coat, they would wear it. All year oh, round, yeah, fuck yeah. every day. It's two hundred fifty fucking not, degrees yeah, outside. They would not, still you know, it. people in Egypt would have that shit on. Yes, dude. So just to just wear it one night, yeah. grab an award and leave is pretty rude. Maybe it was by the hour. I, well, I had a tux place like that in high <laughs> school uh, for prom, or it was by the hour, and I got I got money back if I brought it back earlier. So <laughs> did you use the by the hour hotel as well? Genghis was the name of it. Uh, oh, yeah. This. No, I didn't use I've never used a by the hour hotel. That's a little much. That's I a have. stretch. Yeah. Have you really? Yeah. You like four fucking hours dirt bag. In Hampstead, yeah. Was, oh, in was, Amsterdam, but that's a no, different No, not story. in Amsterdam. Like in, in Hampstead in New York. There was Oh, one. in Hampstead, New York? Hampstead in uh Long Island. They mm. used to, there's a four hour hotel. No shit. Yeah. And when you walk in, are they are they looking around like, all right, who's this guy fucking? It's like it's almost like buying condoms in front of everybody. Mm. Okay, like when you rent in the room, you just feel yeah. that kind of shame. But hey, but, like I can't have sex in my car. So yeah, well, not legally. We're gonna yeah, get this enough, room because yeah. we got caught the last few times. So now we got to spring for some money. Yeah, uh, you, yeah. Got, you got caught bone in your car, huh? Yeah, I think everybody has, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, I'm from the south, so like you kind of just drove out into the woods and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife's from Ojai, so that's pretty hippie-ish, woods-ish right. type shit there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess New York, fuck, man. There's yeah. nowhere to go, and there's cameras everywhere. You can't I, bone in your car, especially if you don't yeah. have a car. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, boning yeah. in, in your car when you don't have one. What if your car is your home, though? You know what I mean? That's like, true. 
If you're fucking in the car and the cop walks up and says, hey, you got to stop. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm in my home. I'm in my home. Yeah, you're actually in my house. Right? You're in my living <laughs> yeah, room. Yeah, do right you have now. a warrant to come inside of my home? Yeah. So what was the lady's response when you took her to a four-hour joint? I mean, obviously, you know what's down. going down. Yeah. Right? yeah. What are you okay, going to do cool. with I already that? had her response before we went there. Oh, you did? That's yeah, probably yeah. a good move to get pre-clearance. Yeah. And not just show up at the four-hour hotel and be like, hey, oh, since we're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would, you, would you mind voting? We've what got you, four hours. What do you want to do for the next four hours? <laughs> <laughs> you just start popping on all your just, old just, TV just shows on the and bed, shit. Like, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Good, it's crazy. Of, we this, only got three hours left. Yeah, they, they, they just get really good reception here. You know what I mean? I like to come watch TV here sometimes. <laughs> do they put a clock in the room? Is it one of those joints? No, nah, I think they'll call you. It's been a long time, but they'll just call you. You know, you okay. know, you know what time it is. You know, when you when you only got four hours, you know what time it is. You know, Did you use the whole four. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and sometimes steal a half an hour. Oh, yeah. yeah, why not? You yeah. don't want you don't want to be wasteful like this asshole. No, yeah, exactly. No, I'm not gonna do the coat version of a four hour. <laughs> no, no, no. Hotel. Don't bring a blacklight into a place like that. If you want to oh, maintain your God. sanity as a human yeah. being, it's probably not a great idea. Don't do it. You're like all. All of your disbelief is suspended in that moment. You know that mm-hmm. dark restaurant? Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. just entered the room yeah. like that. Blindfold. Never bird turned box. blindfold. Never turned no lights on. Bird, bird, bird box. Yeah. Yeah. Bird yeah. box. Yeah. I liked it. It's like, um, how do you think he's going to do tonight? Is he going to go after the audience like Ricky Gervais? Uh, probably because Gerard. So you was asking me about like the rise of Gerard Carmichael. Mm-hmm. So, so Gerard, when, when you're a comic and you start doing comedy, one of the your first set of fans are going to be other comics, right? So a lot of comics don't want to do open mics because it's just nothing but comics there. But if you're funny and comics like you, they'll start telling other comics about you. And some of those comics, when they go to meetings in L.A. and they're like, when producers or agents or managers are asking them, like, finish asking them about themselves, they'll be like, who do you know that's funny now that's coming up mm-hmm. so i'm sure gerard's name came up in a lot of those meetings too and then comics are very like protective like it's a competition because you, you you feel like you want to make it and you don't want to help people don't always help other people it's a kind of a selfish business mm-hmm. but there are people that do help people i'm not saying that but the in if you're struggling if if you're struggling to make it, it's, hard to, it's harder to want to help other people. But Gerard was so funny that people was like, fuck it, I'll help him, even though I don't got it. Yeah. Like, other comics wanted to, like, you need a car. Here's some money for a car. Mm-hmm. Like, he was that type of funny. And there was another friend of his that died in a car accident that was, they were both really best friends on the same level just coming up. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. Don't ask me his name. I forgot. No, I wasn't going to. Yeah. You not already a, failed like nine but, names. But he was the homie too. The, the theme is, I can't remember people. I really like names. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but so Gerard was just, and then he did the, he got a good manager. And I, and also when he went into meetings, and this is why he's probably going to be good tonight. Like when he would go into meetings, he would shit on the networks. In like, the meeting? In the meeting. Like, I, like there were meetings like, because so, they're giving you notes and telling you how they want your show to go. Mm-hmm. And Gerard would be like, you haven't had a hit since blah, blah, blah. You know? And the, the shows that you have on now that are hits, they were hits before you came here. So, like, 
and but he'd say it in a he he just knew how to get away with it mm. right and then right. He, to get his point across so that the Carmichael show <laughs> like most of the stuff on the show was what he wanted and what they didn't want and they allowed it like mm. everybody can't get away with it and a lot of people normally who are going to run a show and they new want the right things for their show but they I'm sorry but they can't figure out a way to get what they without want without getting or, fired or without getting fired yeah. or just digging in so yeah, Gerard, Seth, Seth MacFarlane does that shit he yeah. actually one of the one of the season premieres of family guy <laughs> in one of the cutscenes he ran all of the shows from Fox the previous year that had been canceled Oh, on yeah, Fox's not, network yeah. it's like what the fuck how do you get away but it's Seth MacFarlane he can, he's God yeah uh, I mean when you're wants. funny enough you yeah. can you can kind of get away with it mm-hmm. um, the, the interesting thing with you and him in particular is mm-hmm. both of your delivery on stage stand up wise is totally unique and you don't see it very often right. um, and it's almost something you kind of got to get used to for a little bit like even with Gerard Carmichael when I watched mm-hmm. His stand-up special, I was like, all right, I'm going to keep watching this because everybody else loves this guy, and they, and they mm-hmm. said he's fucking hilarious. And then it kind of clicked in like 15 minutes later. It was like, oh, he doesn't really fucking care. Right. Um, and your delivery is like that, too. It's just so different and unique, uh, not to, to compare you guys at all. That's you're, fine. You're, you're we, totally we've been, different. We've been compared before. Oh, you have? I don't, I don't think we're, we're, we're more similar than... Not different, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're I, just I, not I, gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, time will tell. Time right? will tell. You'll get there. <laughs> I mean, you can do the second half. Okay. You never know. Oh. You never knew with him, so we we might find out about you. Right. Ten yeah. Years yeah. Down the road. Anything. Anything's possible. You do sure. have a pretty yeah. uh, unique style. It's it's super deadpan. There's a couple of people that do it. Like back in the day, most comedians, and maybe it's still the case, a lot of energy. Right. Yep. They feel it. It's like you got to keep the crowd. Uh, you got to keep the momentum going or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And that's some, but some people, like, you're a storyteller if you can stay at your normal tone mm-hmm. and really fucking crack people up. Uh, there's a couple of people that are really... I mean, Mitch Hedberg was always really good at it, but he just mm-hmm. did one-liner after one-liner. Wasn't same with Stephen Wright. Yeah. Stephen Wright, yeah. same guy. Very dry, guy one-liner, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> did you Were you influenced by those dudes, or are you just being yourself and not really giving a fuck about stuff? Or how's that work? I'm influenced by... so. You're talking about like back in the day, mm. people had energy. I used to have energy back in the day. <laughs> and it's partly because I was younger, yeah, but yeah. also because coming up in New York, like when you're doing black crowds, like you didn't want them to sense your fear. Because in the black club, they'll boo you mm-hmm. or shake their keys. Yeah. It, 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 it'll be, you, you're, if you're not funny, they'll embarrass you off stage. And so you had to like jump on top of them and let them know you weren't afraid and that you're in control. So I used to manufacture this energy out of fear, you know, because I was new and it might not have been, even if I was telling this good jokes, I just wanted to make sure I had the chance to tell them, you know what I mean? So then I used to do that. And then I was like, but that's not me. Like one time I got introduced on stage as here he is, Ian Edwards, the crazy Jamaican, which lets you know how much energy I used to yeah. give on stage. So just cut back to like when I started doing stand-up in L.A. When I moved to L.A., I was like, I just want to be me. Richard Pryor mm. was like my favorite comic, and he was himself. Mm-hmm. And I knew there was a point when I just had to be myself the most to get the most out of what I got. And so that's when I just stopped like manufacturing this energy out of fear and just took the chance to just 
just talk the way I talk to you guys now. I really enjoy like mm-hmm. the prolonged eye contact and pauses in the middle of your set sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like how you'll just stare down the crowd and say, that, that shit drives me fucking crazy. Oh, right. It's so goddamn funny. Yeah. Because it's different. Everybody's doing the same shit all the time. It is. And I think you got lucky with, <clears throat> with social media not coming until later that nobody could see the crazy Jamaican shit versus this. Right. So they could pair up side-by-side videos mm-hmm. and be like, he's a fraud. Right. I mean, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't know back then that was me. You know, when you're young, like, there's probably things about you that you've changed over the years. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, that <laughs> mark. That, like must, zero. that mustache is pretty No, the mustache is the only thing that's new in the last 20 years, but everything else is the same. <laughs> it's the same. All right. Yeah. yeah. So it's just me. It's just me, but yeah. But mine, I'll, I'll say this. Um, I, I was intentional about it where mm-hmm. I wanted to do aggressive comedy for mm-hmm. a long time, mm-hmm. and I was willing to sacrifice some other opportunities along the way but if you go back 20 years mm-hmm. if you want to talk shit about whatever the fuck i was doing back in the day like too mm-hmm. bad same guy and i right. think it's when people change mm-hmm. and then they try to become another person like jimmy kimmel's a perfect example right now where it's like he acts like he's this political fucking saint for for the left and everything and it's like bro you were doing the man, man show man, man show back show. in the day yeah. which we loved we all loved yeah, we loved it and you know you were in blackface and all that other shit and it's like hey bro mm-hmm. like now it's not the the time to to switch like we you were doing the worst show on the planet and adam carolla has never changed over the years and that was his partner mm-hmm. in crime back in the day carolla's been on the show a few times mm-hmm. he's never changed so i i looked at it as an advantage to not change mm-hmm. versus a style or anything else but i understand what you're talking about with with black clubs and everything mm-hmm. i mean shit um you ever done showtime at the apollo or any of that yeah stuff? i did showtime at the apollo did it uh i did like did you rub the stump yes or no yeah i mean you want to bring that shit on stage with you what's what's <laughs> rubbing the stump is there a guy with no legs there what's close uh, <laughs> it's a it's an actual tree stump um that sits off to the side and everybody rubs the stump for good luck before you come on stage there is it like out in the alley or some shit no it's right on stage uh, so, I mean, it's right on the wings. So, like, mm-hmm. right when you come in, it so, is right there. So, there's a fucking tree growing up through the... Uh, no, no, no. It's just the stump, and it's on a... Oh, like, I see. What is it on? Like a stool? Like, it looks like a stool? Or? I'm being intentionally obtuse. I know. Oh, okay, is. great. I know exactly what it is. And <laughs> great, because I was ready to tell that story for <laughs> no, the next three hours. No, let's not do that. And really get into the history of I, this stump. I knew I could it keep it going It came from Jamestown, Virginia, <laughs> this stump, and it was the first... No. Plymouth I, Rock, I believe. Exactly. Uh, uh, no, but, but with that, mm-hmm. how was that experience? Because that crowd... It's so fucking crazy to match your current energy, if that's right. what it is. I don't know that they would even hear you or get the jokes until maybe three or four minutes in. Yeah, I mean, like, once I started just being me, that, there's a lot of other things that come in with, like, like growing in comedy. Like, confidence is not just being loud. It's, like, how you walk on stage, you know, and all the experience that you have back in you. So, like, now I don't have to be loud. And there's other black comics doing tough rooms that aren't loud. And and back then, one of the things that black people used to learn about comedy was Showtime at the Apollo. Mm-hmm. Right? So, that was the only show. So, then everybody just thought, you just boo. You know what I mean? Like, even if you were doing great at a comedy club, like... And you told one bad joke. You get booed on the bad joke. And you'd be like, hey, man, I just hit you with nine bangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't let me have one mediocre. <laughs> it's like, damn, it, was, it was just cold-blooded. But now, like, audiences have seen so much comedy. Mm. 
they they know to like give some patience and they don't just judge people based on like volume anymore it's like they they you know everybody's like just more educated comedy which is like a kind of not newer but it's not as like it's not like the way it is now you know what i mean and you've been on a million podcasts you know the rules we got some sponsors and put this shit wagon on the air. I know you're friends with Rogan, and he does it. He does it up front. We do him in the middle here, damn it! But we're lucky because they keep the lights on. Shout out to GhostBed.com forward slash Drinking Bro, our title sponsor. New year, new you, new mattress. Go get yourself a mattress this year. Look, we always make New Year's resolutions. I'm going to work out. I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to eat better. You should put sleep better on that list as well and you're gonna do that if you get the finest mattress in the land at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros 30 percent off uh, a new mattress right now with two free luxury pillows i've had the luxury pillows for years i can promise you they're just as good as the goddamn mattress itself i love the pillows over at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros i also Love the adjustable base. Now, the adjustable base has been in my household for about three-ish years, uh, maybe plus-ish years. Uh, either way, I can't go back. Uh, I love it. Um, once you start getting propped up watching TV and stuff in bed, you can't really go back. Plus, it's got a remote control, so it's easy. Uh, when you're ready to go to sleep, you press the button and it goes back down. No matter what the settings are, vibrates from head to toes. got USB ports, flashlights, all the bells and whistles there. It's great. Uh, and if your partner goes to sleep before you, man or woman, no judgment here. Uh, it's got a split king option, two different remote controls, so you can control when you want to go to sleep or when to stay up if you want while you're there on the websites. Check out their entire catalog of hits. Uh, the, the sheets have got to be on that list. Sheets are super comfortable. I've got them in every room in my house. Love the sheets. I've got the cover for the kids. They're always uh, bringing weird food in to eat on that goddamn thing. And if you're doing butt stuff, do yourself a favor. Put that on there. You don't want to ruin a mattress after a fun evening of butt stuff. And they've also got weighted blankets and a bunch of other stuff over there. Head on over to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros and know this. When you check out, you're going to see a 60-month pay-as-you-go, uh, no-interest program there. And if you check that box, well, congratulations. All the deals that I mentioned are applicable with that. And you can walk out of there. The brand-new bedroom set for about 25 bucks a month. Head on over to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Next up, we've got babble.com forward slash drinking bros. Right now, you're going to get up to 55% off your subscription over at Babbel. Look, exciting thing about a new year, we've all got travel plans. A lot of us want to go to different countries. I don't know that that's possible for me because of what I do for a living and we're on every day and I can't be just flanking off to Europe, dude, having a nice little fun you know, time with my wife. Can't do it. We're on daily and I got three kids, damn it. But you can and that's where Babbel comes in. If you want to learn a new language, best in the biz, dude. Uh, travel experiences, if you have a new job or if you just want to pick up the skills, there's no better way to prepare for 2023 than by learning a new language with Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that's sold more than 10 million subscriptions thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons. You can feel confident 
no matter where the New Year's takes you. Uh, I know D'Anthony uh, is on it right now, and uh, Dr. Dakota is on it with Babbel. You only need 10 minutes to complete your lesson, so you can start a real-life conversation in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts voiced by real native speakers, not a Alaria Baldwin. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose uh, from 14 different languages, like I said, plus their speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accents. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So, start a new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash drinking bros. That is babbel.com slash drinking bros for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel. Language for life. Next up, we got Bubs. Bubs in the house today. Uh, huge fan of Bubs Naturals, dude. Uh, love the Bubs Naturals, man. That's the collagen. It's the collagen protein packets we always talk about uh, on the show. They've been with us for a while here. It was named after Glenn Bub Doherty. Uh, obviously, he was uh, tragically killed. Uh, over in Benghazi, and his best friend started this company to honor him. It's bubsnaturals.com. You're going to want to use the promo code Drinking Bros for 20% off there at Bubs. Uh, the beauty of Bubs is uh, they donate 10% of all profits to uh, Glenn's charity, uh, the Glenn Doherty Memorial Foundation. On Veterans Day, they, they donate 100% of proceeds. Uh, go to the Glenn Doherty Foundation. Uh, Bubs was uh, obviously the tribute to uh, Navy SEAL Glenn Bub Doherty, hence the name Bub's Naturals. It's the best collagen on the planet. It's unflavored, uh, exceedingly soluble, and better than all the other guys. We're all using this anyways. You might as well get it from a company that supports veterans. Uh, per serving there, there's about 20 grams of protein, several, seven essential uh, amino acids, and one single ingredient. It's great for joint health, muscle recovery, gut health, and more. Uh, it's great for your, your coffee, too. And they've got the MCT oil powder as well. That, that'll be your new favorite functional coffee creamer. That's where I pour mine in there just to start the day. Uh, MCT oil powder is vegan and keto-friendly. So if you're on diets here to start the New Year's, you're good to go with Bubs. Uh, head on over to BubsNaturals.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off there. Last but not least, we got hardafseltzer.com. We are live in 200 stores in Tennessee and Florida. If you're partying for any of the NFL games that are coming up or the Super Bowl, which is just around the corner, head on over to the closest store. Go to hardafseltzer.com, click on the store locator, type in your zip code or city, and it'll just drive you right to the closest store. Cheap as cheap as White Claw in the fucking stores. If you're there, eight percent, no carbs, no sugars, no gluten. That's not going to fuck up your diet either, but it will get you drunk. I can promise you that. The new flavors are out: the pina colada and the watermelon are in there with the peach and the blue raspberry. Got a four pack that is to die for. That peener dude really rocks my face off. Huge fan. Now, let's say you're not in Florida or Tennessee. You can order it right online directly to your house at hardafseltzer.com. 
It supports us. It supports the show. And hopefully, dude, we can get fucking stupid rich. Just start doing weird shit on the goddamn show. Go to hardafseltzer.com, baby. Yeah, and there's a lot of different options out Mm -hmm. there where you're right. I think back in the day, it was all loud and fuck, Mm -hmm. I was loud as shit. And like, uh, I I understand it. But but now, yeah, you're looking for these different types of people who kind of pop in and out. Uh, Mm -hmm. As a guy in our network, um, we own a bunch of shows here at the media company. Uh, Mike Eaton is his name. He's a local comic here. Mm -hmm. I think he's very good. Right. But that's different as well, where it's just like this upbeat, happy, fat guy. And it's um, like, usually it's not that upbeat where you're like, all right, cool, man. What's the, what's the thing? And then they have these things in Austin. I don't know if you go to them, these uh, comedy roasts, well, they'll just kill each other. It's like right, right. kind of eight mile style right in front of each other. <laughs> yeah. And then they pick a winner and then the, the winner gets to come back and he always wins. And he's, he looks, uh, I think somebody called him a snowman last week Hilarious. Uh, on stage. So yeah, <laughs> it, you're right. There is a lot more options and, and there's a lot of different styles out there. Whereas back in the day, it necessarily wasn't. Right. Um, who were some of your favorites uh, on the come up? as far as people you would stay for in the club and actually watch and be like, oh, shit, this guy's amazing. Like, I, I used to see a lot of comedy because I was just interested in it. And when I was like an open micer, I could go to the club and go see free shows mm-hmm. because I used to work out at those clubs. So, But like Martin Lawrence back in the day was like, and then, these are going to be all like animated people. Like mm. Martin Lawrence was fucking phenomenal. Damon Wayans, uh, Eddie Murphy was always like, one of my favorite comics mm-hmm. to watch back then. And, you know, like I said, like Richard Pryor, uh, Carlin, uh, I'll even say Bill Cosby <clears throat> before, you know, we found whoa, out. Oh, whoa, he's going whoa, back on tour whoa, this year. Whoa, yeah. yeah. Are you going to open up for him? Two drink uh, minimum. Two nah, drink minimum there. But, you know. I'm kidding. <laughs> What's your stance on that? Would you? If he asked, because he's looking for people. And the only problem is he's going to say you're too dirty. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah he, he doesn't like profanity. that's funny i didn't like when he said eddie murphy was too dirty i know so i had a problem with cosby then but yeah would you do it no 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 okay <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting for a hard yes what, be like whoa what he and edwards once so but yeah, for Bill cosby. What, yeah. Man? what venue is gonna have that guy Right, uh, I, I think you'd be surprised. I would be surprised. I think you'd be surprised. Like people get like some woman from thirty five years ago can say you fucking uh, brushed up against her at a party and you can get canceled from your job now. Apparently, right? Yeah. So yeah. how you're just gonna give like a serial rapist an audience? What the fuck? I it's a it's a tough one. I remember when Charlie Sheen was going to that a, shit. He was America's dad for a long time. He was, but remember when Charlie so Sheen was, Bill was Cosby. Yeah, that's so what I'm saying. That's I'm talking about saying, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, that's what he said. Yeah. yeah. But but like Charlie Sheen. Was, Charlie Sheen was should be America's dad. Well, he was on what was it? My two dads or what the two fuck and was and a half man. Two and a half men and then Anger that I can remember. After, yeah. Um but with that, when he went through that fucking crazy shit with AIDS and and everything else, he went on this this tour and they were paying him a hundred grand a night to do mm-hmm. these crazy shows that were essentially like 40, 45 minutes. But all the damage mm-hmm. he was doing was to himself. Yes. Right? He yes. wasn't, I, so far as we know, he wasn't assaulting people Correct. and drugging them. He yes. was taking the drugs and then assaulting himself. But mm-hmm. Cosby's got a weird stance in the black community where, I mean, dude, there's a, a doc out. Uh, shit, who did it? Um, I hate a show on CNN. I hate it. Yes. What's his name? Uh, Nanjiani. Kamal Bell. Uh, Kamal Bell. Oh, yeah. W. Kamal w. Bell. W. Kamal yeah, Bell. That's yeah, his yeah. name. Okay. I, I hate the guy, but uh, he did a, a doc on it that said under, or understanding Cosby or explaining Cosby. 
and I watched part of it, um, but he was essentially saying, look, this was the first, you know, mm-hmm. black man who was on primetime, on television, family man, all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the community is torn with Cosby. Are you one of the, the people who's torn on Cosby? Uh I'm one of the people that hoped it wasn't true. Mm. Like every black person would hope. If you grew up watching Cosby back in the, was the 80s, 90s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> it's like, you know, it was, this is how popular the Cosby show was. Like, crime went down when the Cosby show was on. In New York, right? Just period, just yeah. all over America. Like, there was a stat like that, mm-hmm. you know? So, it's just so weird <laughs> that somebody who got convicted of rape actually saved some lives along the way. Yeah. But you don't get that calculated in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's, you know, and and he he was good, like a a solid black icon for black people to like, because when you watch the news every night, they're always like, black people did this, black people did that. And, Mm -hmm. And then you have the Cosby show saying, no, there's different types of black people. So he did that for black people and it helped black people and he paid put money into colleges so it's tough to it was just tough to accept at first if you're black mm-hmm. you know what i mean sure you know? yep. so it's just like like catholics when they hear about what the the priest did it's yeah. just like you yeah. especially if it was your <clears throat> priest you don't want to believe that shit it's just it's just tough it's just tough to 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 take we have a couple altar boys that are producers here <laughs> and they but they weren't touched and bob's always it, like that haunted him yeah he wrote, a book. Good he, he wrote a book it's called untouched a story of regret <laughs> <laughs> like what was wrong with us yeah. Yeah. yeah like like delco pretty good looking dude i don't know what you look like as a kid but bob i can understand hasn't seen the sun in a while you know what i'm saying like, no, but that's what you, they're after you know how uh you know, some people like to confront, like, the person who caused them trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you should find the priest and confront the priest that didn't give you trauma. Why wasn't like, I enough? Why wasn't I <laughs> Bob, you ever thought enough? about it? Just well, going back and talking to him? We'll find the guy and fly so, him here if Unfortunately you want. for me, he's dead and in heaven, I assume. Dude, no touching way. Me. <laughs> no fucking way. Did you kill him? Guy. Was it a revenge <laughs> thing? Yeah. Was he touchless throughout his whole shit? He didn't have any smoke on him, though. No. Yeah, okay. if, you look, if you look on the back of his baseball card, there's no errors on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. That needs to be cherished. Yeah. Um, mine did. Mine in, uh, in Georgia. He was a toucher, dude, but I wasn't an altar so boy. So the one I was the altar boy, for, altar boy for did not. The one who baptized me did. Oh, do you think he slipped in there while he was baptizing you? Yeah. Got I, it. Well, you got to get it wet. So is he I alive? Can't. Oh, he's super dead. No, he's he was both he, of them are dead. Mm. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. The one who baptized me has been dead for decades. So the one, mine was the he was one of the first ones to get popped like publicly, and it was in Atlanta. And uh, uh, when I was growing up, and I, you know, don't know about the story until a few years later. Mm. Obviously, you, you kind of grow up, and you're like, oh shit, oh shit, that's the fucking dude. But I was never that's an crazy. altar boy or anything, uh-huh. so I didn't spend a lot of time in there. Thankfully, mm-hmm. I was going to say thank God, but uh, let's face it, thank God you were like a shitty kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> believe in god i was a i was a good looking child too right. like i could have been easily touched uh, I, but I I, wasn't. it's so crazy like the kids who was like fuck the church didn't get touched yep yeah. like i'm not spending any extra time there i don't believe in god like that that i'm gonna like stay in there and hang out with the the, the guy that has the phone line to god yeah like, that person so- who was like ah i can barely stay for a service yeah. like <laughs> is their whole 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Bob, maybe that was your problem. Yeah. You just weren't into you Jesus weren't enough. enough. Yeah. yeah. You piece of shit. Okay. So maybe that's on you, dude. Yeah, sometimes you got to sacrifice for your faith, Bob. Sometimes you got to yeah. look inward. I know. I, I tried everything, too. I was like, ooh, I think I took too big of a sip of wine today yeah. at communion. <laughs> I feel weird. And he's just like, you can go. Yeah, you can You can leave. Yeah. You know, we're, we're overlooking uh, the man, I guess, who kind of followed in Cosby's footsteps in, in, in a way. Um, Reginald Val Johnson, right, from Family Matters, and also a hero cop from Nakatomi Plaza. He never touched anybody. No, he never touched it. I'm saying he, he never was, raped anybody. He was like a very positive male, yeah. black oh, male yeah. role model. Yes. But that's the thing. It's like probably no Cosby, no Correct. Reginald yeah, yeah, Val yeah. Johnson, like from, yeah. probably no Family Ties on another black positive show. Yeah. So, he took 100%. it very fucking seriously. So we try, we tried to hire him. And uh, and I get a call. It, mm. His agent reached out and he goes, "Hey, mm. dude, it was for this movie. I tried to hire him in this movie I was directing." And he goes, uh, "And he goes, hey, um, would you mind if the the if he just called you personally?" I was mm. like, "Nah, I don't care." Oh, sure. so, so he called me personally and he said, "Hey, uh, would you like to meet for lunch?" And I was like, y- "Yeah." And at this point, I think he's going to do the movie. He's got mm-hmm. some questions about it or whatever. And he goes, "Look, um, I take what I did in my past very seriously, and so mm-hmm. does the black community." And I was like, "Oh." like all right i'm sorry and he goes script's a little too aggressive he goes just no mm-hmm. i think it's i think it's fucking hilarious oh, he goes i'm just want to take your lunch to let you know how much i loved your writing and everything else mm-hmm. but because of what i do and, and what who he I represents can, yes yeah, yeah. and he was very serious about it and that was the only person i can genuinely say Is he in, still alive in hollywood there was one so. other uh the guy who did uh shit all the voices for um police academy Oh yeah, Michael, Michael Winslow. Winslow. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. Um, and ironically, Winslow is the same way. Like he finally re- he read the script and he, he's just mm-hmm. like, "This is I can't do this." I was like, "Why can't you do it?" And he goes, "I'm about to be on a family show." And I was like, "Oh!" And he goes, "No, no, no, like a real family show." And I was like, "What? What even a real family show?" And he goes, "Bill Cosby's producing it." Oh, that's and then Cosby hilarious. got popped for rape two years later, and I was just <laughs> like, "Oh, well." <laughs> Thanks a lot. But so Reginald did take it seriously. Right. Yeah, nobody knew. I don't think did, anybody did you, knew. About did Cosby. you make the movie? Yeah, yeah, movie got made. It was uh, Mark Curry. Do you remember Mark Curry? Yeah, from Mark Curry's funny. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, he did it. He's hilarious. Mark Cooper is great. fucking funny, man. Yeah, man. yeah, he's he's somebody I used to watch. Do that mm. motherfucker. I see him now sometimes. He'd be at the Improv or to come to the store. You you just have to watch Mark Curry, man. He's is great. He, yeah. How many episodes did they did he did he get fuck you money from Hango Mr. Yes, Cooper? They, he, he did a lot. Did they do a hundred for sure? I know this. He was one of the first people to actually move out of L.A. Mm-hmm. He was living in Vegas at the time. We I know we had to fly him in from Vegas. <laughs> oh right. yeah, they did one hundred and one. So he's pretty much set forever because yeah, he yeah because yeah, he's he's, fine. An, he's an EP and creator. He gets absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he's good, but uh, with you, you've worked with so many of our favorites. Like, I hope you don't mind. No, go ahead. I mean, because it's it's Cause some people don't wild. know, and I don't talk about it. I know you. Like, don't. I don't walk down the street like telling people. So it's, this is a perfect place. Great for me to humble brag <laughs> through you guys. Like, perfect. Stop yeah. somebody on the street. Hey, by the way, yeah, yeah exactly. I don't know if you know this. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I work with some of the most famous people of all time. You're gonna love them. Yeah, yeah. it's not like a car that you could drive that. Right. Could, uh, oh, yeah. That car tells me he worked. Yeah. So it's like. Like, yeah, why not? Like, <laughs> I'm gonna die one day. Let's get it out. Let's get it out. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah. let's go to David Allen Greer. Yeah, huge oh. fan of David Allen Greer. I know you worked with Kevin Ivory Wayans as well. Um, but in Living Color, growing up was mm-hmm. the. I mean, just unstoppable. One of the best. I think David Allen Greer is one of the most underrated mm-hmm. comedic actors we have today. And mm-hmm. like, um, 
what was he like in real life? Because you always wonder if they fucked it up. Like, was he mm-hmm. an asshole that fucked it up along the way, or was he just a great guy mm-hmm. and didn't get the right breaks? Like, what was it? No, first of all, Dave is, like, consistently working. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, always, con- yeah. Always, consistently working. But I get it. Like, he's probably hasn't done that project after In Living Color that has had the, the resonance of In Living Color, but he's always working. Like, the show specifically that we worked on, uh, was Chocolate News. It was a Comedy Central show. Mm-hmm. It only ended up being one season. But So I, I've written on a bunch of shows. So when you get there and there's a table read or there's a walkthrough, right? as a writer, you want to know, like you might know the star, you like seen their work before, but you always don't know why they're a star mm-hmm. until those moments at the table read or at the network walkthrough. And at the table read, when Dave's just reading it and everybody's rolling, and everybody's read the script, like the set people have read the script, all the producers have read the script, the, the people who do the props, they've read the script, but they have to all be there because they're getting an idea for how the show is going to lay out and they need to know their role just so everybody can do their jobs. Like wardrobe, everybody's there. And when I tell you, this motherfucker kills like just effortlessly kills like the talent levels of david allen greer are fucking crazy and uh and that's when you like as a writer like oh i always say in my head uh this person is a good horse to ride Mm -hmm. like this show has a chance because of this person and uh when you think back to the in living color sketches and you see him in a sketch with damon waynes Mm -hmm. and and you just have to think how talented Dave Williams was. Yep. So when they did Men on Film, oh yeah, like for Dave to hang with him, it has to be a comparable level. When you watch that sketch, you don't just think Damon; <laughs> you think both of them. Mm. And to think both of them means Dave got skills. He's he's trained at Yale, so he went to like a real acting school, mm-hmm. like you know, quote unquote, considered real acting school. Mm. It's not easy to get in there. So he's he's definitely and. It, thinking of his age for him to get into Yale or Harvard, one of those acting schools that a, a black dude at that age, you gotta be super fucking talented. Yeah. To me, he always reminded me of like Phil Hartman mm-hmm. where just a great utility player. You could put him in anything mm-hmm. and it's going to be funny. It's going to be great. And mm-hmm. if there was somebody who was a, a bigger comedian over the top, like a Damon Wayans, mm-hmm. you still need somebody who's grounded in those sketches to, mm-hmm. to keep it going. And uh, he was always one of the best. It's cool to hear that he's a he's a great dude. Yeah, he's a great dude, easy to work with. Like he he knows the game. He he's like and he's just a he's charming. He's got shit that you can't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool to hear because I've always loved him. I loved him in Boomerang, mm-hmm. and I was still pissed oh, yeah. that Eddie Murphy took <laughs> Halle Berry from him. You know, <laughs> yeah. like that always made me sad inside. Uh, let's go to Jay Moore. You worked on more sports. Yeah, uh, we like Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, funny dude, just got engaged to uh, Jeannie Bus. I don't know if you know that he wants those Lakers tickets, baby. Front row. Yeah, that's real. They've been dating for three years. They've been dating surprising. for. A, it's not that surprising. I, I think the relationship is where. He went super young, and, mm-hmm. and then now yeah, Nikki I think Co- she's older than him Nikki, by like 15, 20 years. Nikki oh, Cox, yeah. I think, was his first how wife. How old is she? How old is, uh, Bob, look up how old uh, Jeannie Buss is. She's 65. Yeah, she still looks 60. great. Okay. Um, she still looks great, but uh, 60, she's got to be 61. 61. How many years younger than Phil Jackson is she? 
She used oh, to date man. Phil Jackson. Yeah, right? yeah. I think twenty years young. I think Phil Jackson's like eighty-two. He's seventy-seven. Is so he really? She's, she's sixteen years younger than him. Oh, okay, so, so that's the current know. picture. A uh, picture of Jeannie Buss right there. Like that's the, so she's about so she's older than Jay. She's nine years older than him. Yeah, yeah, yeah nine years. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. yeah. She look, could look like that for like the next ten years with all the money she's got. Yeah, she's, yeah. yeah. She's a billionaire. So. Yeah, she's got a mimosa in that hand. I like yeah. that glass. And it too. depends. Like I don't know how much. Uh, a lot of people are moving out of L.A., but I assume she's got uh, a, a, a global toddler blood fund of some sort, right? It's, she's, <laughs> yeah. not, she's not just depending on the kids in L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, for yeah. sure. So they, for they, sure. They've got plenty of toddler blood <laughs> yeah, yeah, for people like this. It's weird because sure. there is uggos in the family, but uh, she's not one of them. Uh, but, yeah, I think you marry it's, for those Laker tickets forever, right? I mean, that's dope. I marry her yeah. for the tickets and then sell the tickets on StubHub, right? <laughs> <laughs> you become a broker yeah, yeah. And i like the way off. you work backwards yeah. <laughs> yeah just i need honey i need a thousand tickets to every game yeah you know for yeah. my extended family exactly and then they're gonna be out there and they're all in StubHub. <laughs> and then you do that you sell the tickets on StubHub, and then you also sell unlicensed merchandise right outside of staples center yeah you, have you know to. what i mean yeah. right where those restaurant row is right out there to stand mm-hmm. there and fucking mm-hmm. sell it's it's lebron james with a spell wrong well, yeah, or wish, but it's just I wish. Yeah, and it's just something yeah. different where you're like, that doesn't seem like that should be $19. How is that? That's like one level of uh, very easily stopped crime that no effort is being put into stopping. Because you know how many... I used to go to a lot of uh, Oakland A's and Warriors games when, mm-hmm. I lived in, when I lived in Oakland, and it's like that tunnel, that breezeway right there from the BART station over to the arenas. Nothing but dudes playing bucket drums and selling unlicensed merchandise. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and cop, cops walking up and down the, the way, too, not saying or doing a goddamn thing about it. I'm like, all right, cool. I guess this is how it is. It's going down. Yeah, I should start my own fucking business. Yeah. Uh, how was Jay to work with more? Uh, Jay was fun. Like, he, he had that gift and that skill, too. Like, you know how Vince Vaughn just, like, just starts talking? Mm-hmm. And doesn't care where it's going to end up. He mm-hmm. just believes it's going to be funny. Yeah. So Jay was always like that type of dude. And I remember like, like kind of starting with Jay in New York at the Boston Comedy Club and hanging out with him there. So I knew him from there. So sometimes when these guys would get shows and they know you're funny because you used to perform together. And like I've known Rogan since like way back, mm. like when he moved to New York and before he left New York to come here. To do stuff so oh shit so you're, I mean, you're going back to like the yeah. 90s then. Yeah, yeah 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 so uh damn uh but it's cool that's cool to hear that jay was i read his book and he had said he had gone through some bouts of depression and some other crazy yeah shit he's been through life, some so. shit yeah so i didn't know which side you caught him on i always catch him on the good side oh that's good so i haven't even seen him in a minute Okay. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen him in a minute. Well, well, he's he just got now. He got engaged, so you should check back in. I guess. Exactly, yeah, yeah, dude. you're right. You're right. You know, I do need a thousand Laker tickets, <laughs> so I will be hitting jail and some unlicensed merchandise <laughs> yeah. as well. Just another thing on the bus family. They just bought like two years ago the ice house. What? Ice House? Yeah. Like the beer? We the, the comedy club in Pasadena. Oh, oh no yeah, 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 yeah. So they're fixing that shit up with like Laker money. Okay. To like hmm. reopen it. There's and, a, there's, so that's going to be like a devastating comedy club. California is weird like that because there's one up mm-hmm. in uh, there's a club. It's a winery in Mountain View that everybody always plays. You ever, have you ever done that club up there? No, what's it's, the name of that? Uh, fuck, I can't remember the name of it. But I've seen like you got uh, my disease. You're I've seen, I know. I've seen Jim Gaffigan there. I've seen uh, fuck. Who did I? Who else I see there? 
Um, I saw uh, Norm McDonald there one time, I think. It was like a, a weird group of people. Where's Mountain View? It's, it's uh, in Silicon Valley, so it's just like maybe, I don't know, <clears throat> an hour and a half south of uh, San Francisco or something like that. So yeah. It's like, so near near uh, San Jose, that area, I think. Oh, there's a, is, he, is it Tommy T's? Or rooster feathers. It might be a rooster like or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If that, if, if it's that, I've done that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a weird, it's a weird place. It's a weird for venue. Yeah. Happen. But then New York's always had weird spots too. There's like a, the, or is it New York or Boston that has a Chinese restaurant that people used to do comedy in all the time? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I think that's Boston. Yeah, I think it's yeah, Boston. Yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. Boston. And then yeah. what he's talking about the Ice House. So in Pasadena, that's where you would go to test out your shit because if there was some network executives that were mm-hmm. there at the comedy store or on Melrose or anything else, you were mm-hmm. like, man, I'm going to test the shit out in Pasadena and then I'm not going to take right, it back they, there. They're too lazy to come out there. No, they're not going to do the drive. <laughs> right. So a lot of comics go out to the Ice House. Mm-hmm. That's cool that they bought it. Uh, you also did one of my favorite shows that I was pissed that it got canceled, Friends from College. Yeah, I was pissed that it got canceled too. Such That's a good money show, dude. <laughs> Such a good <laughs> fucking show. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. Ha- why? What happened? I mean, it was an all-star cast. <laughs> the fucking both. I, I, I think it was just two seasons. If my memory serves two me correct, seasons, yeah. both seasons were great. Right. What happened with that? I don't know. Did, was everybody too famous and they just wanted to go other directions? It might have been some budget shit. Sometimes that show was shot in New York, so we wrote it in L.A., but we shot it in New York. So I think sometimes budget gets comes into play, and they like look at. Like, how many people are watching compared to how many people, how much more paying for it? Yeah. You know? And I knew there was some inkling of trouble when in the writing, writer's room, like, we used to, the, the network paid for lunch mm-hmm. and morning coffee. And we also had evening coffee. But when the network was like, hey, man, y'all can only have either morning coffee or evening coffee, but not both. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's when, that's that's when they're around. concerned about the budget. You know, coffee you know? costs, to, to make coffee is about 18 cents per cup. Sure is. So sure is. that is a problem. It is. Because especially yeah. with this cast, it's mm-hmm. Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah. Uh, who I've met him fucking <laughs> the people. nicest guy in the yes, world. Unbelievably Met nice. his wife. She's unbelievably nice mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but uh, like I said, this whole cast is famous. Uh, Kobe Smolders. She's she, doing all the... Yo, she's... The Marvel shit. One of the nicest. Because I even got in a few episodes as an actor. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, I was like, we was in the writer's room one day. And uh, the producer was like, Ian, say this line. And I said it. And he's like, all right, you're gonna, we're going to get you that role. So then I was on set with them. And they were mad fucking cool. That's dope. Yeah, it's crazy. And she's married to Taryn Killam, right? Uh, from SNL. Yeah, I can't remember who her husband was. But she's a dime, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A uh, ton of people in this cast. Fred Savage, who's yeah, one of the greatest to... television directors as well. Did he direct any of those? Uh, no, nah, but it's just again, nice fucking guy. And to do some scenes with the guy from Wonder Years is like pretty incredible. Some show you watch growing up is pretty dope. And he looks the same. Yeah, he looks the same. He looks like a child. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he ages mad slow. Yeah, yeah. And then, all right, you know, I had to ask about it, Billy Eichner. Um, we're not fans of Billy on this show. Oh, yeah, here. what happened? Uh, I didn't like the bullshit with bros, to be honest with you. Like, telling everybody that they it was because straight people mm-hmm. didn't come out and support oh, it. That's oh, why right. the movie failed. And it right. was like, 
Hey, dude. I mean, you've been in the business for a long time. Make something that's broad enough that'll bring people to the movie. Don't mm-hmm. blame a crowd that you didn't make the movie for right. on not buying tickets for the crowd you didn't write the movie for. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like showing people pictures of your kids. Nobody wants to see that. Bullshit. No, dude. <laughs> Nobody wants to see it on Instagram yeah. either. Nobody wants to see it. it. I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck about you getting in a goddamn ice bath. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. What cult are you a part of today? How is Billy in real life? I don't, I don't think I met him because I didn't do any scenes with him. And he was like part time. He's like a what do they call it? a reoccurring character? Mm. So I never met him. But what happened with Bros again? So he made the movie. It was about a gay romantic comedy, mm-hmm. and it didn't make a lot of money. So what did he say? So he comes out on social media and uh, and he says it's because straight people, mm-hmm. the straights didn't come out to say oh. that was his, his quite. So he says the straights didn't come out to support it. Everybody's homophobic. And uh, and you should really see that you should have seen this movie because it's really funny and you're missing out and uh, and the straight people didn't support it. that's why it bombed and I was like as soon as he said that then everybody turned on him immediately right, right. and we're like no we just don't like Billy Eichner as the lead in a fucking hilarious movie. <laughs> and so I mean it backfired badly on right, him right. and uh, and the press was horrific mm-hmm. and then somebody else in the movie said the same fucking thing and it was just like holy shit oh, sure. I mean you literally just made no one want to go watch this movie right and uh, so yeah it was a it was a whole situation with him but I, I don't know his story in real life I've never met him mm-hmm. and uh not really a, a big fan after those statements. So after the the straight accusations, yeah. As a straight white male, uh-huh. I, life not, is. Not, but why didn't you go see it? <laughs> <laughs> like for real? <laughs> no, my, the honest reason, and I said it on the show, is I just don't like Billy Eichner. Oh, okay. Like if it was a, any other gay guy, yeah. You know, Hugh Jackman. I'll go watch all of Hugh Jackman. I would shit, like man. to watch. Uh, I guess he's. You know, I don't know what he's really doing anymore these days, but a gay romantic comedy with uh, Mario Cantone, I would watch that immediately. Oh, yeah. Because he's fucking funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember Birdcage, the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, that was a hit, right? Yes, it was a huge hit. It was a huge, huge huge hit. Yeah. But it's like Robin Williams and uh, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. Hello. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Nathan's gay, right? Yeah, Nathan is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Robin. But, and, you know, so a gay movie. People don't Can't give a fuck money. about that. Yeah, that that what, that money. was not the issue. Yeah, I haven't seen Bros. Uh, you know, maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> That's what everybody says, but yeah. I, I think is it out on streaming yet? When it's free on some platform, I might. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, it, part I think of it. it is at this point. Yeah, right? It's got to be. Uh, we'll move on to Snoop Dogg. You work with Snoop oh, Dogg. Yes. Have Dog you, after dark. We're, yeah. we're, we're on. Uh, we're on Patreon today, right? Yeah, yeah can, I think so. Right, Bob. Can you find that uh, video of him narrating Planet Earth, where it's like a <laughs> lizard trying to escape from snakes or some shit? It's the funniest guy. That and him and Kevin Hart during the fucking uh, Olympics, Olympics or whatever. The yeah, fuck. during the Holy equestrian. Shit. Yeah, that's all he should do. <laughs> how quit making music. Snoop quit Dog? touring. Do that. Yeah. How was Snoop Dogg? Uh, super intelligent and shit. Like, I worked with him also on a, what's the name of the, the Lyricist Lounge show, which is one of the first oh, shows. Oh, on MTV? Yeah, on MTV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it was, there was this weird situation where we were writing shit, and when you're the writers, the head writer picks what he thinks is funny and shows it to Snoop, right? So, Snoop is like getting, and then, so, some of the stuff we write doesn't get to him. So, then he's like getting these sketches and he's like I, I need to go talk to the writers and then he comes in the room and he 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 knows me from like seeing me on Def Jam and shit mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and he's like talking to me and like giving me the confidence that what he's seeing and turning down is not his fault he's not it's it's 
he said he tells the head writer, I want to see all the sketches. Yeah. And then he starts picking my sketches and Hugh Moore's sketches, which is another homie of mine who's really yeah. funny. And and we we actually make some of the sketches with him and put them on the show. So it's like some some people are busy making money, so they don't have t- time to pay attention to like the nuts and bolts of the operation. But he was so concerned about what he was receiving, and he felt like with the people in the writers' room, there, there's got to be better sketches because mm. Ricky Harris was in the writers' room. Ricky Harris is dead now, but he directed a lot of like like a uh, death row, not death row. Uh, like a lot of NWA sketches and uh, not, not sketches, video music videos, music videos yeah. yeah, 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 and stuff like that. And uh, so he he just just put more time into the show to make it better. And he was he's just smart, man. He's just smart, like he's street smart in a way that you can take it into business and make business work. So that's why he's successful. Like he fucking pays attention and shit don't get past him. And he's just honest and straightforward even though he's that high because that's what i always wondered yeah i think weed affects people differently yeah i think weed affects he people smokes all day long mm-hmm. yeah. uh, so does georgia well georgia was gone so yeah he's dead well point. that's the end result of yeah like, some people yeah. yeah it's 50 50 mm-hmm. you're either a dan or a giorgio and you're out walking <laughs> the streets picking dandelions uh, out of fucking sidewalks here um i mean you've done so much crazy shit like the bet awards dude uh-huh writing for an award show <laughs> is a weird tough gig dude i've had uh-huh. a couple friends do it mm-hmm. and it's mixed it's 50 50 either they love you or they hate you what the fuck is it like writing for the bet awards fun as fuck is it yeah because you get to go to the award show for free that mm-hmm. everybody wants to go to like there's people flying in planning the year around the award show oh yeah there's people like like they're gonna try to sneak into the after party. They're gonna try to meet the stars. They're gonna try to. They want to come to the award show. They got their outfits. They they saved all year for it. They talk to this person, to this person, to this person. They get tickets to come to yep. it. Yep. And you're there. Yeah. You're yeah, just yeah. right there. And the 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 thing about award shows is like there's a rehearsal, like a dress rehearsal, a full rehearsal. Like each band goes up, does their song, the presenters, and and you see sets changing. Just cause so that the behind the scenes people they can nail it on show night, but that run through, like in the afternoon before the actual award show, is better than the fucking show. Yeah, like the performances with no audiences mm-hmm. and no audience and just a few people and writers watching is. Mwah, Who like, blew you away when you saw him? Metallica, probably. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they do the BET Awards. Yeah, every, yeah, like every three it. or four they years, they'll go to the BET Awards. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they kill it. They kill it. Man. Yeah. Yeah. But was it like a, I don't know what year you went. Was it like a Mary J. Blige or somebody like that that just absolutely torched it and you were just like, oh, shit. I can't remember the song. It's a Drake and uh, I think, what's, what's the, I'm forgetting everybody's name, man. Girl? Guy? Guy. guy with the, the guy with the beard from Florida. Who Fifty Cent's always fucks with, like uh, the game? Nah, Florida. Nah, <laughs> who they have a song together? This this song is so fucking fire, fam! It's a banger. <clears throat> What's what? the song? Damn, I can't even remember that song. <laughs> shit. This this episode should be called <laughs> Ian Edwards can't remember shit, dude. Uh, Ian Edwards uh, shows his age. The internet yeah. with, a, with a beard, uh, not extension. He's it dead. used to be a Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Yeah. Oh, Rick Ross. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so shit. They, him. It's like four, three or four artists on the song, and the beat, and just the just in an empty room with the bass. 
you could just hear everything and then rehearsing that shit. Yeah. It's like, yo. You're, you don't remember which song it is? Well, him uh, and Rick Ross have done a ton yeah, of shit together. Yeah. So that, that one's a tough one to One of their bangers, man. They're all bangers. Yeah. I know. With those I, two guys. Yeah. Shit. Let me see. Let me see. Because everybody's asked for years that Rick Ross a does a, like a duet album with him. Aston, yeah, Aston Martin mm. music. Oh, the, what the, was it that? Fuck it. There's a bunch, man. He's done like fucking 10 songs with him. Tell you, There's one, uh, hold on. This one is uh, with DJ Khaled right here. I think Khaled was there too, but I'm not 100% sure. Because his yeah. warm ups can't be that impressive, yeah. right? It's just another one. And then <laughs> yeah, that's it's it. It's just like, a regular another he's one. Sweating on stage. That's just kind of it for him. Like, he's not rapping. Right. Uh, Undercover Brother. How'd you. Uh oh. Nah, nah. So Hollywood is funny, man. <laughs> how did you how did you like Undercover Brother too? So I wrote the movie. Yes, you did. And then they uh I, I this is what I feel happened, you know. So I I wrote the movie and uh I wrote it with a I wrote the movie and then when I saw the movie, it was a different movie. It uh, happens all the time. So that happens I feel a lot. like, now, before I saw it, I knew somebody was rewriting it. But I, if I show you my draft and their draft, my draft is better. But not only is it, so the second, the, the, the one that got shot has some of my stuff in there. But also, I can't even blame the people, the version that came out because sometimes all the money doesn't go to the movie. Mm -hmm. So I feel like some of the funds were diverted, diverted from the movie so that it can make a cheaper movie so that some people could hold on to some of the money. Sure. So then... Was this, an, was this an independent <laughs> or was this studio? It was a studio, but I think the studio pays for it. So it's just weird. It's just a weird... That was a weird one. Yeah, yeah. Just, just to keep it real. That was a weird one. Yeah, just because of how much, how much uh, somebody else rewrote it. How much somebody rewrote it, but they also rewrote it cheaper, right? Than my version. So then you're not going to get as good as a movie as it could have been. I mean, it's still. I think people still liked it because I went to see a screening. But it was weird being at the screening, watching people laugh. There's actors in there that I know, and they're doing their thing. It has nothing to do with the actors, but but Hollywood does funny shit with budget sometimes, right? And that's why that's what the look on my face Very and Boston. i also forgot that i wrote it until you just said it that moment mm. no shit yes I, I feel like you're having some that's a full movie memory problem. Yeah, yeah, it's a full movie. are you dying maybe no. dude ron jeremy just got off for dementia uh, so he's not yeah. gonna serve oh uh, so he got off yeah yeah he's oh, gotten sure. off a number of times yeah, i sure I, have <laughs> uh this is the first time in the history though like because everybody we, we joked about this earlier this morning on, on rpr but uh Everybody will go and plead that defense of dementia, uh -huh. and it never works. It mm -hmm. fucking worked, dude. And so the, it got dropped, and he's got to go to some hospital now. Oh, yeah. Now that you know who the judge's favorite porn star was. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Can you imagine yeah. being like the hospice nurse that has to take care of that giant dong now? Oh, boy. She's you got to wash it. Yeah, you got to get like a fucking hydraulic jack to lift it up to clean his balls in the morning. Yeah. It sucks. The problem man. is, though, he's not going to want to fuck any of the, the women in those type I of doubt places. his dick works anymore. I think it does. No, if he's got dementia, the, those two things kind of go together. But does your dick forget how to work? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it literally, it looks like anytime it gets hard, it just has the question marks over the top of it, like confused. 
just it's really bizarre <laughs> uh you work with godfrey yes um now every comic <laughs> seems to love godfrey how's mm-hmm. godfrey in real life i don't know uh, i don't know him it's just fun man like like everybody God, loves him he's he's mr he's entertaining as fuck mm. it's like you know whatever you see on his live streams and shit you could just like that motherfucker just have you rolling you know what i mean he's just a fun person to be around so me and greg Fitzsimmons the other day were just like even us like his name came up in our conversation and we're like yeah why isn't the fuck like whenever we feel like whenever i feel why am i not famous like there's other people i could look at and be like why is that person not famous first yeah yeah, yeah. you know and then it's like what am i I got nothing to bitch about like godfrey has his name always comes up yeah yes multi he's a he's a uh what do they call it a multi-hyphenate kind of guy like yeah uh wayne brady right is like that it's a lot of talent and then the the ultimate version of that's probably jamie fox right he's the yeah. most talented person on earth i yeah. think my god i'm pretty dude. sure yeah. if, if like you know how tebow tried to play baseball or whatever mm-hmm. and he was okay at it he's an athlete yeah. i think if jamie fox decided today just to fucking play in major league baseball he would be on a team in two or three years yeah. jamie how, fox is like Deion sanders or bo yeah. jackson it's back crazy. in the day but for entertainment yeah yeah it's yeah. crazy like i anything the dude does it's weird, man. I don't know. It's very suspicious. The devil's probably involved, right? <laughs> He's just so fucking good at everything he yeah. does. It's I, for my. We've said this a million times on the show, but um, for my money, entertainer wise, mm-hmm. guy can sing. Mm-hmm. He's hilarious. He can do stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can do drama. He does the best yeah, Trump yeah. impression, I, I mean, dude. He, 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 right? But he'll do things that you're like, well, how how are you able to do a Trump impression? Right? How are you able to? Do, I mean, it's just it's endless with that mm-hmm. fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody who's worked with him or met him or whatever, everybody's got the same story. It's just like, dude, it's Jamie Foxx. He's the best. Yeah, like, yeah. He's the best. Uh, one of your movies that was uh, super fascinating uh, a few years back, and I did not see it, so I want to go ahead and, and say that. Uh-huh. Uh, but it was, I believe, the first movie ever to be shot on an iPhone entirely, mm-hmm. and it was Tangerine. Tangerine, yeah. Um, was that true, or was it like, oh, hey, we put it through some an iPhone filter later? 100% true. It was? Yeah. And it, it, uh, So this is what happened. I don't know if I... I think I may have told this story. So, you know, I had set some intentions that year i said i want to get in some movies mm-hmm. and you know when you go to la yep you're going on auditions or you don't get what's worse you get to go to la and you want auditions and it's terrible when you don't get them but then you get them and then you bomb in them you know <laughs> <And you're> like, <laughs> it's like damn that rehearsal at home was way better than this shit like how did i just get nervous like this here and just fuck this whole thing up so then I was like, I need to start booking some roles. So I did a spot at the comedy show one night, did a set, and a guy came up to me, and he's like, hey, man, uh, you ever thought of, I seen you in New York, and I see you here, I'm a producer, if you're interested in doing some movies, we make some movies. Mm -hmm. I'm like, bet, all right, we exchange info. And then one day out of the blue, I get contacted by this guy, and he's like, we have this movie, and we want you to be in it, you know? So he emails me, like the script of my scenes in word perfect not in final draft like an official script thing yeah in word perfect which is very unprofessional you would think correct yeah because even i got like it's somebody I, who doesn't know how to use final draft yeah somebody doesn't know like, how to final draft or they don't have their shit together or they want to they don't want to pay for it right just like maybe this yeah. isn't a real thing yeah this well, final draft's expensive man yeah I mean, it is if you're just starting off and mm-hmm. i'm assuming this guy was maybe just starting off did you ever get nah, a- that's the thing so then he gives it to me in word and i'm a comic so the night before i'm supposed to shoot my scenes 
I go out, I hang out late. I'm talking to people. And then I'm looking, I'm like, I got to go home because I got to sleep and I got to shoot this thing in the morning. And I was like, all right. So I went home like 4 Mm a.m. And then then I have to wake up to go shoot this thing. And I I wake up on time, but I'm like, I don't want to go shoot this thing. I didn't get no sleep last night. They sent me this thing on in word perfect this cannot be a professional fucking thing <laughs> yeah like why am i going to this but then i tell myself go you always wanted some roles they gave it to you you don't have to audition so i go but when i go there's uh, instead of real cameras there's iphone cameras yeah <laughs> so and some and people yelling at each other you know because the crew was kind of getting on each other's nerves mm. and i'm at some taco spot in east hollywood and uh and there were transgender women there well they're in the movie yeah and they're in the movie yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what the movie's about so it's just all those things add to like kind of like unconventional movie making mm-hmm. you know so then i'm like but they didn't tell you sorry to interrupt you they did not tell you that it was going to be shot solely on iphones no, they didn't tell me. I get there and I see that. So I'm like, that's got to be alarming. It, it, yeah. So I was like, it go, it fits right in line with the the script mm-hmm. in two pages in Word Perfect, which is like not the program. So then, but I'm like, I always said, somebody told me a long time ago, like when people, when you shoot something, once you shoot it, it's in the can and somebody has it. Mm-hmm. So you better commit. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm here. I'm going to commit, you know, to this unconventional thing because they got iPhone cameras and I didn't sleep last night. And it was in word perfect. And the other people aren't actors either, you know? Yeah. So I just like, I'm this guy and I'm doing this and I just commit. Right. So I shoot the thing. I forget about it. It's like December. I get a call. I don't recognize the number. I didn't answer the phone. Then I I was on the phone. So I called back the number and I say, this is Ian. You just called holler back. And then I checked the message. And then the guy's like, this is so-and-so. Uh, we shot that movie Tangerine and it's got into Sundance and we need you to do some, what's the thing when you ADR, ADR, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then I hang up from the message and I'm like, what movie? Did you do ADR into your phone or how did to- <laughs> No, but I was like, I didn't even, you know, I'm forgetting shit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what movie? No fucking way. Yeah, I'm like, what movie? Sundance. Because it couldn't have been the iPhone movie. (laughs) (laughs) At the taco spot. (laughs) With the word perfect script that I didn't want to go to at (coughs) eight in the morning. Yeah. And then it didn't even have a name then. That's hilarious because like, all, all I I remember when the the list got announced mm-hmm. and I read it and they were like first ever movie shot on an iPhone mm-hmm. and uh, and they showed a trailer and some mm-hmm. other stuff and that was kind of the the hook you mm-hmm. know to to get people in to go see right. it and then the movie turns out to be really good wins all these fucking awards yeah. and all this other crazy shit and I always wondered I was like man. I wonder if they told everybody going in of like, all right, we're going to shoot it in the iPhone. Yeah. It's going to be part of the thing. That's a hard and sell, man. Bro, it didn't even have a name. Like, so <laughs> he's saying Tangerine like he told me the name when he <laughs> hired me to do the shit. They, they gave me $100 that day. Like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then... Uh, Every actor got $100 in the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then also, 
I didn't even know when I shot my scene if it was a feature or a short. Like there was so there was no information. No information whatsoever. I mean, it's pretty common to only mm-hmm. get your parts of the script delivered, but it's not common to get them delivered in not an app. Right. That's correct. Not in not in the program. Yeah. Not, not in the, the program. And, all and by shit. the way, even in Word, you can just click print and then save as PDF. That would be so the guy mm-hmm. can't change his own fucking script and show up, right? I mean, yeah. it, that's. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of uh, red flags there. Yeah, it's a mad red. But flags. But you still just fell right into it. Yeah, I just fell right into it. And I did yeah. it, and then next thing you know, I went. I always wanted to go to Sundance and mm-hmm. went to Sundance. Blast. Check it out. Yeah. yeah. A lot of white yeah. people up there. Tons. Oh, yeah. You it's, don't have it's to tell a, me. It's an alarming <laughs> amount of white people. And I am, I am a white man. That's funny. I'm Shocking a, at first. I'm yeah. a white man, yeah. right? I don't know if you, I, I hope I'm not talking out of school here. Well, a little uh, bit. I grew, little up, bit. I grew up in um, more of a black neighborhood, but I am a white man. You are, yeah. And when I first moved to Salt Lake City, it was fucking weird. Damn. That's the weirdest place in the world. I agree. I can't Not I, just I'm because not a big of the Mormon stuff. It's like, I, I moved from Oakland, right, yeah. to Salt Lake City. Yep. And it was, uh, it was a jarring yeah, experience. Yeah, because Oakland's right? so mixed and shit. Well, it's mostly white hipsters where I lived, to be oh, honest. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah was, oh, you, li- oh, you moved to that Oakland. Exactly. Yeah, was, you know the Alameda, yeah, Oakland, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Lived in, I lived in Piedmont, which is, like, nice. But we, we hung out downtown all the time. It was a good mix of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's, a, every, there's no kind of people that you don't see on a regular basis in Oakland. And then you get to Utah, and it's just like... Um, uh, black people exist. I don't know if you guys knew this or not. They do not. They definitely they do not. Don't, and they, don't, <laughs> they don't even have black people on TV out there. Yeah, they no. don't all play for the uh, jazz. Like, uh, there are black people that don't play sports that just exist in life. I know, and it's like, shocking. And they're like, yeah. nah, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I've heard, I've heard that, but I don't think that's real. <laughs> uh, now's the point of the show. We get to the Drinking Bro of the Week, which is someone who's inspired you or helps you become the person you are today. Who would you like to give the Drinking Bro of the Week to? Uh, he's dead. Patrice O'Neill. Mm. Love fucking yeah, Patrice. Everybody loves Patrice. Yeah. 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 Was he is in funny in real life as, as everybody talks about? Yeah, man. It's fucking hilarious. And uh, we used to have long phone conversations. He always would tell you the truth. Like, he, you know, he put his shit out there. Mm. And, it, you know, it also like made me be more honest. Just like, because I feel like the best comedy comes from honesty anyway. So when you meet somebody who's like leaning into the angle of honesty and it's like working. That, that that just helps just mm. period yeah and all those guys back then like norton and just everybody burr everybody that was in that crew in new york i learned i like a lot of honesty and shit from them and just comedy period so it was just a good ass time that's awesome that yeah. dude yeah he's that's fucking awesome. funny mm-hmm. man hey man we had a good ass time today bro mm-hmm. we're uh we're fans well, can i be honest yeah no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah <laughs> you were like can i be honest man that <laughs> show fucking sucks dude <laughs> Uh, you were way too loud. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna bring you back sometime and just have iPhone set up to film the show. Yeah, dude, that's and it. And that's it's all <laughs> boom. We're just kind of tracking your moves. That's where I feel comfortable. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a, a script in Microsoft Word. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I'm actually gonna write space. it on the back of a cocktail napkin, like a fucking ransom letter or some shit. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just call it another fruit. I'll yeah. kill it. I'll yeah. kill it. Yeah. Anything it's, unprofessional, we'll calm down. For. Yeah, you're you're good to go. Yeah. You're perfect. Do I do I mention the creek in the cave? Or are you gonna mention it later God, or no. before? Go ahead. Uh, I'm at the Creek in the Cave this weekend, uh, January 13th and 14th in Austin, Texas. I'm headlining, first headline shows for the year, and it's just going to be fun. So come through. Perfect. Yeah, it's a good spot. And we'll put the ticket, Bob, let's put Mm -hmm. the ticket link in the audio description too. So if you're out there, go to Creek in the Cave. Dan and I have been there numerous times. Uh, It's a great setting. Uh, It's fun. And then you can just walk down all the bars and all that shit and have a blast there. And uh, 
I like that room. Uh, mm-hmm. Last time I was there, I think, we, who do we see? Christina P there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was great. Rogan's always yeah. going through on Thursdays. He's always there. So, mm-hmm. uh, dude, it's awesome to have you, man. Hey, thank yeah. you, man. Thanks for having me. We absolutely the, enjoyed it. The layout. I know, right? <laughs> Happy J6. <laughs> yeah. You know, four days later. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. He, yeah. he, he celebrates J6 all year. Oh, yeah. 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 This is just how I look. This is not an outfit. Yeah. No, yeah. no. He's look, always ready to storm I, the Capitol. I, I look like I fucking stumbled out of a militia camp in the woods. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's my look. Yeah, straight out of Michigan somewhere. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like at your show this weekend, he'll be at the Capitol building beforehand, and then he'll just yeah, walk over to Chris. As long as you come over, bro. Yeah, I'll be there. It's right there. There's a Capitol building. I might have a podium under my arm, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, just know. in case you need one. <laughs> they probably got them uh, bolted to the floor now after all that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Uh, check out Ian Edwards at the Creek in the Cave uh, this weekend here in Austin, Texas, if you're in the area. Or if you're over in San Antoine, that's a quick drive over. Uh, we appreciate it. Go to iTunes, rate the show five-star, and leave a quick review. Also, head on over to Spotify. Just click a five-star and walk away. I promise I'll shut the fuck up about it after 10,000 reviews. Uh, I will. I know I say this every goddamn episode. We're at 6,500 or 7,000, whatever it is. Uh, just leave the review so I can stop saying this shit. Uh, appreciate you being here. For D'Anthony to Anthony Holloway, Ian Edwards, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Podcast. Good night, everyone.